You are listening to a true gospel perspective from our Macedonia Baptist Church ministerial staff. We pray that this message will be a true blessing to you. looking into the book of Philippians in the New Testament today the book of Philippians chapter 3 verses 17 through 20 I'll be reading from the New Living Translation the New Living Translation Philippians chapter 3 verses 17 through 20 The Apostle Paul is speaking. And he starts off by saying, verse 17, Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it to you again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things and they think only about this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our Savior. Amen. May God add a special blessing to the reading of his word. We're taking the title of this message today from verse 20 which I like to read again in your hearing. It says, but we are citizens of heaven we are citizens of heaven and I'd like to entitle this message today a place called heaven a place called heaven I'd like to start this message off by asking you a question you personally a question How often do you think about heaven? That's a good question, isn't it? Amen. How how often do do you personally think about heaven? Now, I, I must admit, I'm heaven crazy. All day long, I'm I'm talking to the Father, and and or talking to the Lord Jesus. And I'm looking up towards heaven. The Bible says heaven is his throne, you know. Earth is his footstool and the clouds are the dust of his feet. That's a mighty big God. I must admit I'm, I'm intrigued but I'm not surprised. How the unbelieving world portrays heaven. I often go to 
different people, whether they're saved or unsaved, and I ask this question, I ask them, how often do you think about heaven? Whether it's a stranger, whether it's a brother in Christ, I just ask the question, how often do you <laughs> think about heaven? I must admit, I'm, I'm intrigued, but I'm not surprised how the unbelieving world view heaven. At one end, heaven is viewed to exist to gratify earthly lust. And at the other end, heaven is viewed as unbearably boring. Now, it's, it's hard to imagine that heaven would be anything like that. Boring. <laughs> really? But I have no problem, I have no doubt that many people, many people think of heaven as some humdrum, boring place with nothing enjoyable to do. Yeah, I've talked to many people and they say that. One person told me, in fact, <laughs> he told me I'd rather be in hell with my friends than in heaven with a bunch of church folk. Now, I, 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 I looked at him a long time. Because such an attitude shows a tragic lack of regards to the horrors of hell. But more than that, more than that, more than that, it, it, it grossly underestimates the blessedness of heaven. The suspicion that heaven may be an eternal bore just reflects the sinful thinking of fallen minds. As sinners, yes, we are naturally prone to think that, that, that a little sin is more enjoyable than perfect righteousness. It's hard for us to imagine in this sinful world that we live in, a place devoid of sin and yet filled with pure and endless pleasure. But that is exactly how heaven will be. We will bask in the glory of God. Psalm 1611 says, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. But you see, as I said before, this is exactly how heaven will be. We will bask in the glory of God. But scripture repeatedly makes clear, makes clear that heaven is a place of unsurpassed joy, unfading glory, undiminished bliss, unlimited delights, and unending pleasure. Nothing about eternal glory will be boring. You say, why? 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 Because in heaven there's perfect existence. Down here on earth, we don't know what that is like. We can't even imagine. That's why, you know, I always tell the devil when he try to raise up and I say, shut up. You're allowing your breath stink. Get out of here. Yeah, I tell them that. But you know, in heaven there will be no more sorrows, tears, fears, or pain. 
I enjoy reading, I enjoy reading, reading the book of Revelation. One of my favorite verses is, 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 is Revelation 21.4. I read it over and over and over again to remind myself. And it says here, and God is speaking, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. For all these things are gone forever. Now that's the word of God. One thing is for sure. Heaven is a place. Everyone wants to go and many people want to know about this place called heaven. Did you not know in some survey they did, they, they said 80% of all Americans believe that there is a place called heaven. Now, I find that quite encouraging. Because it tells me that, that even in this, 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 this skeptical age that we live in, there is something deep inside the human heart that cries out, there's got to be something more. There's got to be something better. Amen. Amen. I heard someone say, where is heaven? Well, the most important part, most important fact is that heaven is a real place. Heaven is up. Amen. Listen, listen to the words of Jesus the night before he was crucified. Listen to his words. <laughs> and in St. John chapter 14, Verses 1, 2, and 3. He says, and I'm sure you heard it before, but I'll say it again. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. He goes on to say, there is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. Amen. There it is again. When everything is ready, he says, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. What a blessing. Did you get that? Jesus called heaven a place, not just something wandering out there. It's a place. What he's saying is heaven, my father's house, is real, just as real as your home at heaven, at home and, that you go to at home. But it's so much greater and better. Heaven is a real place, but it's not only a real place. It's a real place filled with real people. The Bible tells us that heaven is God's dwelling place. The throne is there. His throne is there, and the angels are there, and the Lord Jesus Christ is there in heaven. The Bible in the book of Philippians chapter 3 tells us, and we just read in verse 20, that our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there. Who is that Savior? The Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus told the thief on the cross in Luke chapter 23, verse 43, Jesus said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. He didn't say next week or next month. What I love about it, he said today. I like that. I'm often asked, 
what is heaven like? Well, the Bible doesn't give us a great detail of information. But what it does give us is enough in comparison with the life here on earth. What is heaven like? Well, here are some biblical facts about heaven. Psalms 33:13 says, it is God's dwelling place. The book of Acts says it's where Christ is today. The book of Philippians says it's where Christians go when they die. John, the Gospel of John says it is the Father's house. The book of Hebrews says it's a city designed and built by God. The Gospel of Luke says it's paradise. The book of Revelation says it's a place where the streets are paved with gold, gates of pearls, and walls of precious jewels. It is these images that offers us these pictures, these wonderful pictures of heaven. But that's just a few. If you ask me if I believe that those things are literally true, <laughs> my answer is yes and no. Yes, they are literally true, but no, they won't be anything like we can imagine. They will be much, much greater than our minds can even put a wrap around. When John wrote about streets paved with gold, I don't doubt his words. He simply shared what he saw. His words are true. But it's also meant to tell us something. That the things we value so highly down in this life on earth are used to pave the roads in heaven. No doubt heaven is a real place filled with real people. The Bible pictures as a great city filled with all of God's people. The question still remains, though, what would such a city look like? Well, it would be a city with no pollution, I tell you. For the sky would be crystal clear. No crimes or violence for no criminals would ever enter. No greedy politicians. No drug pushers. No child molesters. No cars and vehicles polluting the air. No potholes. No power outages. Free from pestilence and diseases. I'm talking about that city that God builds, that God dwells. There are no tears, no regrets, no remorse. I'm talking about the city that God builds. In that city, bitterness gone forever. No more failure. In that city that God builds. No more eyeglasses. No wheelchairs. No false teeth. <laughs> no bald heads. Oh, yes. No hearing aids. No more hospitals or nursing homes. Oh, I'm talking about that city that God builds. No CPRs. Why no more CPRs? Because they won't be needed anymore. Accidents are over. 
cancer disappears. You see, in heaven, in heaven, what I love about it, no one grows old and feeble. And oh yes, there's, there's, there's this one last thing that there won't be in heaven. There won't be any cemeteries in heaven. Because in that glass city, there won't be needed. No more funerals. Because no one ever dies. If you make it to that city, you live forever. Never to die again. Don't you want to go? I know I do. In fact, I'm going. Hallelujah, because I have Jesus Christ as my Savior. See, either you believe it in heaven or you don't. It's just that simple. It's either, it's either a real place or it isn't. So the question is, as you turn the corner is, who's in heaven now? Well, that's not... That's not difficult to answer. We know that God is in heaven because heaven is his dwelling place. The Bible says in the book of Acts, the Lord Jesus Christ is there. He's been, ever, ever been there ever since the ascension from earth after his resurrection. The Bible tells us that angels are in heaven serving the Lord in various ways. The last, the saints of God are in heaven who have died on this earth. Christians, born again believers. Everyone who has genuinely, genuinely trusted Christ as Lord and Savior will be there. What about you? Have you trusted Christ? The Bible teaches that the moment we die, we will go directly into the presence of of the Lord Jesus Christ. But don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Not everyone is in heaven. Some people won't make it. The Bible speaks of saved and the lost. The saved are those who trust Jesus Christ as their eternal Savior. The lost are those who do not trust Christ as Savior. This is the great, the great dividing line of humanity. You're either saved or you're lost. There is no middle ground in your choosing. It's one or the other. You either spend eternity in heaven or spend eternity in this place called the lake of fire. God gave you and I a free will. You're going to one or the other, but it's your choice. Do you not know that, that hell is just a holding place? It's only a holding place until the judgment day where those who don't know Christ, who haven't given their life to Christ, will go to the lake of fire. Well, God tells us every reason why we're being thrown, a person is being thrown to the lake of fire. That's the purpose for the judgment day. You've been, you, won't be, you never say why. Oh, he's going to tell you why. Because he's a just God. 
You think hell is bad. <laughs> the lake of fire is much worse. Where will you spend all eternity? Have you, have you given your life to Christ? What's so amazing about all this is that is, is right there in your Bible. Right there in the book of Revelation. That says it all. If you want to go to a place called heaven, God doesn't make it hard or difficult. He don't make it confusing. If you want to go to heaven, if you want to base your hope on the solid rock of salvation, which is Jesus Christ. So the question is, are you standing on the rock today? Are you standing on the rock this morning? Are you completely, completely leaning on Jesus? One final word and I will take my seat. And I want to say that no one, no one goes to heaven by accident. I'm going to say that again just because you missed that one. No one, no one goes to heaven by accident. Heaven is God's prepared place for prepared people. For we are, for, for, for we prepare for heaven and God prepare heaven for us. I'm going to say that again. We prepare for heaven and God prepare heaven for us. I said this before and I said it again. Most people believe in heaven. And most people believe, most people think they're going there. But the question is, are they on the right road? Are they building their lives on Jesus Christ, the solid rock? Or are they just fooling themselves? Too many, I fear, I fear, are standing on sinking sand and don't even know it. What is your hope for heaven? Mine is Jesus Christ. All my hope is on him. If he can't get me to heaven, I'm not going. Then I'm not going there. So I ask the question to you today. What about you? When the dark falls and the light goes out and death is all around, what will happen to you then? If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you don't have, you will have nothing to fear if you love, you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have nothing to fear. Put your trust in Jesus. And I, and I hear people say, walk to the cross. And I scratch my head on that. No, you shouldn't walk. You should run to the cross. Don't walk. Run as fast as you can. Get there as fast and quickly as you can to the cross and give your life to Christ, the solid rock of salvation. May God help you to trust Jesus Christ and him alone for your salvation. Yes, we, yes, safe at home in heaven is where we all ought to be, want to be. At home at last, you can say. I don't know about you, but I know for sure I'll be there. So I ask you the question, 
What about you? Many people are deceived to believe they go to heaven because they're trying to live a good life. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says the only way to spend eternity with God in heaven is to receive Jesus Christ, the gift of salvation. Whoever refuses the gift, <laughs> oh yes, will be separated from God for all eternity when they die. To be, to be saved, you must first recognize that you're not good enough on your own to get in heaven. There's nothing you, there's nothing you can do to deserve something to get yourself in heaven. Not, not any of your good works can get you there. Because your sins, your transgressions remain unforgiven. If you reject God's free gift of salvation, which is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that's the free gift. That person, if not, do not, whoever does not want it, will not, will not be going to heaven. That person is lost and headed towards not only hell, but a lake of fire. And I want to make that clear. However, if he or she turns to Christ in faith, all his or her sins are forgiven. Did you get that? All your sins are forgiven. He or she is pronounced not guilty and is given a brand new, brand new nature. These words I share with you are not, and let me make this very clear. Please let me make this very clear. These words I share, to you, I share with you today are not meant to scare you. No, no. They, 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 but they are meant to inform you and to warn you. Inform you about heaven and warn you about hell. Oh. The Heavenly Father has set before you a choice. Eternal life with him in a place called heaven. Or eternal life in a hot place called the lake of fire. The question is to you, what is your choice? It was Jesus, and I'm closing, who stood up and stepped down from his throne, stripped himself of his glory, and came down to 42 generations. Virgin born in a manger. He lived and did miracle after miracle and after miracle to prove and show that he was the son of God. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He fed the thousands. And though he didn't stop there, he went to the cross where they hung him wide, hung him high and wide. It was the last breath. He said, it is finished. They took him down and buried him in his fall tomb. He stayed in the grave three days. But early Sunday morning, I said early Sunday morning, he got up from the grave with all power over sin, death, and the grave. And if you can't, for some reason, 
Remember anything that I said today. Please remember this. He's coming back. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message today. And we pray that it was a true blessing to you. If you are interested in learning more about Pastor Charles D. Twyman and the Macedonia Baptist Church family, you can reach out to us at www.mbcdet.com. Thank you, and God bless you.